Welcome, everybody. It's great to see you guys tonight. Last week, we started a new series called God With Us, and so uh, we're glad you're here for part two. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. Uh, about 12 days ago, my wife and I, we had this problem because we had been planning on uh, taking some time off and like getting away, just the two of us. And we have five kids, so we don't often get to go on a trip like just between the two of us. But we could not figure out uh, where to go or what to do, which is not like us because we like to take trips and we like to see new things and and to get into some adventures, but we could not agree on anything, and just nothing was working, and uh, we had thrown out this idea of what if we go to Disney World, like just the two of us, and we talked about it, and the more that we thought about it, we were thinking, there's like, no, there's just no way that we can go without our kids, like that would be heartbreaking, and so uh, I, I texted my wife, and we were. This was like the day before my vacation started, and we still didn't have a plan. But I just texted her, and I said, uh, "I have a crazy idea. What if we just pull the kids out of school, we run home, we pack a bag, and we go to Orlando, and we go to Disney World?" And we we had any plans for this? We had no hotel reservation. We had no tickets to the park. We had no fast passes. you got to have fast passes planned out. But we had none of that. And uh, she agreed. She said, okay, let's do it. So we get the kids out of school. Uh, we take them uh, to the house. And we sit them down in the living room. We said, okay, you're going to need to run upstairs and pack a bag because we're going out of town. And they said, where are we going? And we said, Disney World. Let's go. Hurry, hurry. You know, and and uh, they just freaked out. They, were, they didn't even have this big reaction because I think they were in shock. But we haven't been to, to Walt Disney World in Orlando in like seven years, and that was the only time we had gone. So it was a big deal. We, so we loaded up, and we took off to Orlando. It's like six hours, and uh, we had to make hotel reservations on the way. We had to get our park tickets on the way, and we got there that night, and we were at Disney World when the rope dropped the next morning. Like We were there ready to hit the, hit the rides, hit the best rides because we didn't have fast passes for the best rides. But, uh, but just thinking back to what would it have been like if we went to Disney World without our kids? Like going to, on Space Mountain. My, lo- my kids love Space Mountain because it's in the dark and it just freaks them out. And like if Christina and I were just riding that, just the two of us, like all the enjoyment of it would have been gone, you know, or to go on Splash Mountain, or to see Mickey, or to see these amazing fireworks at the end of the night, it makes all the difference in the world who you're with. And that's what this series is about, is about being with God, because he is Emmanuel, God with us. Who you're with makes all the difference in the world. Now, uh, I want to tell you a little story about a, a young man uh, who lived in Israel at about 1,000 B.C., and his name was Gideon. And Gideon has an incredible story. In Judges chapter 6, uh, we read his story, and uh, like I said, he was an Israelite, and he lived in a time where Israel was, uh, was conquered, and they were oppressed by this group of people called the Midianites. And so uh, Gideon is hiding in this wine press, and he's trying to scrounge up some food, but he's hiding in this barn-like thing. It's a wine press, and 
an angel of the Lord, and not just any angel of the Lord, but the angel of the Lord. And when you look at it in your Bible, in Judges chapter 6, you'll see that the angel is capitalized, capital A, angel of the Lord. And whenever you see this, uh, most people believe, I believe, this is actually the Lord. This isn't just the angel of the Lord, an angel like Gabriel or Michael. Gabriel is the one that showed up and to tell uh, Mary that she was going to have a son, even though she was a virgin, but and told Joseph the same thing. But this is the angel with a capital A, and when you see this, it's the Lord that actually shows up. And you see different times in Scripture where they, uh, or somebody will worship this angel or, or uh, make a sacrifice to this angel, and the angel will receive that worship or will receive that praise and that and that sacrifice. Just an ordinary angel would not do this. So this is the Lord. And when the Lord comes down in human form, who is it? It's Jesus. And so Jesus appears to Gideon. And this is what he says to him. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up in verse 12. He says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and has given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midians as one man. So let's take note of a few things that are happening in this passage. Verse 12, he's, angel shows up, Jesus shows up, and he says, The Lord is with you. It makes all the difference who you're with. The Lord is with you. If God is for us, who can be against us? And I want you to think about this and apply this to where you're at right now and what you guys are walking through. Where are you at? What's going on? No matter what it is, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're struggling with, the Lord is with you. If you have Jesus, the Lord is with you. If you've invited him him into your life and asked him to be your Lord and your Savior, all your sins are forgiven. But the, and the Lord is with you. And that's a powerful thing. It makes all the difference. So Jesus calls Gideon a mighty man of valor. And the NIV says a mighty warrior. Gideon is not a mighty warrior at this point. But the thing is, he's just not a mighty warrior yet. And think about what God says about you. Think about what you say about you. How do you, how do you see yourself? How do you speak about yourself? Maybe you view yourself through the lens of what other people have said about you. you got to be careful about that because if people have spoken negative things over you, <clears throat> sometimes we have a tendency to think that way. Sometimes we have, a, we have that mentality stuck with us, but we can't believe what other people say about us. We have to believe what God says about us. And God says something about Gideon here that actually isn't even true yet, but See, God, he's used this type of language before. Many times you see him in the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
he calls us upward. He, he tells us things that we aren't yet. He, he calls us forward towards him, and he calls out that potential and that greatness inside of us. And it was just like uh, he did when, when he changed the name of Abram, who had no children. He changed it to Abraham, which means father of many nations. He changed his name before he ever had kids, and his wife was like 90 years old. And they didn't believe they could ever have children, but God says, you are the father of many nations. And the writer of Romans actually kind of describes uh, this description and what God called Abraham. And in uh, Romans 4.17, it says, As it is written, I have appointed you to be the father of many nations. So Abraham is our father in the eyes of God in whom he had faith. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that don't exist into existence. God calls things that don't exist into existence. Because God created the universe with his words. He said, let there be light, and there was light. And God calls you a name. God has adjectives for you. God has descriptions and names for you. You have to know that. And the things that are kind of dormant, that aren't in existence yet, God speaks them over you, and he can bring them into existence. And so that's what he's doing when he's talking to Gideon, and he says, you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty warrior. God is with you. He calls us upward, and he gives us names that we haven't yet even grown into. God called Gideon a mighty warrior, so what does he call you? Think about that. What does he call you? He might call you a soul winner. He might call you a prayer warrior. He might call you a fearless worshiper. He might call you a kingdom builder, a relationship builder, a business owner. Uh, a family person. God might call you a, a lover of people or a lover of his word. God might call you his disciple. God will call you maybe a writer or an artist. God will call you, he will call into existence things in you that aren't in existence yet, but when he speaks them over you, they're gonna happen. And you've gotta believe it. And that's what he's trying to get Gideon to do. He's trying to get Gideon to get on board with this to get his faith in the game, and to step up and believe this. So even if you don't call yourself those things, God God describes you as something greater than who you currently are because through him you can become that person. God describes you as something greater than what you currently are because through him you can become that person. So Gideon replied to God, with these labels of his own that were actually just the opposite of what God had said. And in verse 15, he called his clan the weakest and himself the least in his father's house. But the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. I will be with you. When Jesus is with you, you've got what you need. And you can become the person that God has called you to be. And those things that have been dormant, those things that have just been dreams up until now, 
they can start coming into existence and start forming and start going into action and happening when you have faith and you believe that God is with you. Because if God is with you and if God is for you, then who can be against you? So Gideon is hearing this, but he's fearful. He's very fearful, and uh, he lacked courage. And God just tells him this, but I will be with you. Who you're with makes all the difference. I was telling you guys a story last week, and if you weren't here, make sure you check out the podcast and get that audio. But I was telling a story about how when I was about 9 or 10 years old, I got lost in the woods. And I was lost like for hours while I had been deer hunting with my dad, and he had me go on this <clears throat> big circle, and I got way lost, and I was lost for hours, and uh, I was scared when I was alone. Like, it's very scary, and it's, it's, you don't, all kinds of uh, things come into your head, and your mind plays tricks on you when you're alone and when you're lost. But when I finally found my father, I wasn't scared anymore. And <clears throat> that's the same with us. When we find our Heavenly Father, and we spend time with him. Sometimes we ignore him, right? Sometimes we get so busy, we get caught up in life, and we don't acknowledge that he's there, but he is there. And so when we find some time to spend with the Father, and we get close to him, and the book of uh, James in the New Testament tells us, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's how we get close to God. We got to step out, all right? We've got to do it. We've got to Act. We've got to move. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And so when you're with the Father, you're not scared anymore because he is Emmanuel, God with us. My pastor, Pastor Rodney, he asks us each year to pray about one word that God is leading you for the next year, for 2018. What is the one word that God is leading you to do, and what is he leading you to? What is he calling you to? And last year, uh, my word was self-discipline. And that really really came into uh, action. Like, I, I was really faced with that because my wife got pregnant with twins, and uh, I needed a lot of self-discipline to, like, <laughs> cook and clean, and she was, like, not feeling well a lot of the times. And so um, I really needed that. But this year, I feel like that God has been saying, Courage, courage. 2018 is the year of courage. I want to be more bold. I want to be more courageous in 2018. I want to care less about what people think about me. I want to care more about what God thinks about me. I want to step out and do things that I've never done before. And I want to reach more people. You know that when when you feel like God might be leading you to, to reach out to somebody that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't go to church, that might seem like they don't want anything to do with any of it. And if you feel like God is leading you to to go out and reach out to that person, then there's this fear that comes. You know what I want to say to that fear this year is get out. Get behind me because I'm moving on and 2018 is going to be the year of courage. And God might be speaking that to you too, and I want to just throw that out there. That might be something that, that you can pick up, and you might have a different word, but, but throw courage on there too, okay? 2018, the year of courage, the year to, for you to step up and be more brave than you've ever been. So Gideon, going back to his story, he went on 
to defeat the Midianites in spectacular fashion. How God does it is really incredible. I'm going to let you read the rest of that story for yourself. It's in Judges chapter 7. But it's really amazing because God gets a lot of glory. And uh, the, the Gideon and his army, they have this huge group of guys. And God says, you got too many people. And the Midianites, they had like over 100,000 people. But God says, Gideon, you and your 30,000 people, you're too many. And you need to get rid of some of these guys and you need to whittle it down to like 300 guys, and you're going to go and defeat these. 300 against over 100,000. And they do it. It's incredible. you got to read this story. So, but <clears throat> what happens is that Gideon, he's an Old Testament type and a shadow of Christ. And about 1,000 years after Gideon, uh, you see a, a little baby who's born from humble beginnings, much like Gideon was. Gideon said that his clan was the weakest and he was the least in his family. And when, when we first see him, he's hiding in this wine press. When we first meet Jesus, he was born in a stable. Humble beginnings. And <clears throat> they, uh, they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and they took him over to a manger, which is another word for a feed trough. And it was probably full of hay, and that's why they laid him down in it, because it was a soft bed. I've got twins. I've got two little babies, three months old. <clears throat> and, you know, you, you, you hold them, and you want to lay them down in a soft bed. You're not going to lay them down on the grass or in the dirt. You want to lay them down in a soft bed, and you want them to sleep as much as possible. Okay, this is very important. And so they, they wrap them in these swaddling clothes, and they lay them in a manger. These are humble beginnings just like what Gideon went through. And God uses people like Gideon and, and like this little shepherd boy who is not even old enough to be a soldier like the rest of his brothers. And he goes out with a sling and he slays a giant. And how God uses Abraham, who he and his wife couldn't have kids, but God uses him to make a miracle happen to become Father Abraham, the father of our faith. God uses people like Peter, who is a humble fisherman. And he uses them. And, and when Jesus showed up to call Peter and said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What did Jesus, or what, how did Peter reply to that? He said, depart from me. Get away from me. Go find somebody else. I'm a sinful person. And Jesus said, Peter, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I want to I speak that over you tonight. Don't be afraid. No matter what you're going through, no matter what dreams that you have, don't be afraid because 2018 is the year of courage. You know what phrase is the most commonly used phrase in all of the Bible? Do not be afraid. God says that more times than he says anything else in the Bible. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. And so <clears throat> think about that the next time that you're intimidated about something. Think about the ne next time that you're held back by fear for any reason at all, that God says more than anything else in his word, do not be afraid. So what has God been leading you to do? What has God been speaking to you 
about 2018, because we're coming to an end, 2017, and it's time to look ahead. And it's time not just to make New Year's resolutions, <coughs> especially ones that are going to be like gone by, by January 30th, but I mean serious goals that you pray about, and you're led by the Spirit, and you write these things down, and you commit them to prayer, and you have faith, like, I know that I'm not this person yet, but I know that God calls into existence those things that don't yet exist. God calls it out of you, and he pulls greatness out of you. Because, why? Because you've got Emmanuel. That's what they named him. That was, that's one of the many names of Jesus, Emmanuel, and it means God with us. You're not alone. No matter what you're going through, God is with you. And he understands. He's, he was a man. And he was tempted in every single way. And he's been through every situation just that, that we are going through. And he can identify with us and he can relate to us. He can help us. But more than any of that, he is with us. And when Jesus shows up on the scene, miracles happen. So what are you dealing with right now? Have you been struggling with a secret sin that nobody knows about. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's just dishonesty, and you haven't been honest with the people in your life. Maybe um, it's something else that nobody knows about, but listen, you can overcome it because God is with you, okay? And David said in Psalm 119, I hide your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. These are things that help us overcome sin. We get in the scripture, and we hide it in our heart, and it gives us the strength and the wisdom to not sin against God. Here's another way that we can overcome sin in 2018. The Apostle Paul tells us, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the sins of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. What does that mean? It means walk with God. It means live in the Spirit means pray without ceasing. Like, your relationship with God is always there. God never sleeps. He's available 24-7. He's there. And he says, I don't leave you, and I don't forsake you. So as you're struggling to overcome sin, remember that he's with you, and he's going to give you the power to overcome sin. You can't overcome it on your own strength. You're going to fail every time. But with the strength that he provides, this is your year. This is your year. And don't think it's impossible. Don't think, I'm always going to fall into this trap. I'm always going to be this. If it's an addiction, you know what? It can be broken by the power of Jesus' name. It can be broken because he's with you, and he's going to give you the strength to overcome it. But what if it's uh, just a dream? What if you have a dream for 2018 and beyond? And when you think about this dream, you think, "Ah, I don't know. You know what that is? It's fear. It's maybe the fear of failure. It's maybe the fear of criticism. Or uh, maybe it's just the fear of not having what it takes. But remember what God says. Do not be afraid. Remember what he said to Gideon. You're a mighty man of valor. You're, You're a mighty warrior. The Lord is with you. And Gideon is looking around like, who are you talking to? And that's some, this is what we do too sometimes. We, we look around like, what? And we read this 
we read these verses like, eh, it's probably for other people. It's probably for the preacher, probably for my other friends. I don't know if it's for me. It's for you, okay? And God is speaking over you, and he is challenging you to become something that you never thought you could become. So what is it that's holding you back? Whatever it is, commit it to prayer, and remember that God is with you, and he's going to give you the strength to achieve it. You can't do it in your own strength, but you can do it in his strength. And I want to challenge you this year to be courageous, to to be a soul winner. There is no greater cause to fight for than people. I have a good friend. His name is Keith Wheeler, and he carries a cross all around the world. He his, his cross kind of collapses in two pieces, three, two or three pieces. He flies it overseas. He puts it together. He puts that cross on his shoulder, and he just starts walking down the road. And all kinds of people come up. They walk up to him, and they're weeping, and they're like, how can I be saved? Pray for me. And all kinds of amazing things happen, but um, this is what he says about God, is that God's heart beats for people. And if you were to be like the disciple John and lean back against the chest of Jesus, then you might hear God's heartbeat, and it might sound like this. People, people, people. That's God's heart. And I want to challenge you in 2018, be courageous about winning souls. That's where I believe as a young adult ministry that we are called to go in 2018. I believe that God has called us to reach people that are unchurched, people that are lost and far from God, and they just need to find their father. So be courageous and be bold in 2018. The last thing that I want to read to you, and I ask Carly to come back up, but it's Joshua chapter 1, and starting in verse 5. And this is what God says as he's speaking to Joshua, but he's also speaking this to you. And he says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law, and that's scripture, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.